great podcast for you today. The news uh, that happened over the weekend is astounding. As Ken Paxton says, uh, the attorney general, it is time to stand up. You've got to make a stand now. And we end the program with how the force can fix the world. And it's a new book by uh, Stephen Kent, and he's he's in to talk about it and and how the lessons in Star Wars are so appropriate right now. You don't want to miss a second of today's show. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, rate and review as well. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. And don't forget to check out Stu Does America as well. And please do the same there. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Where did I put that baby? Oh, I remember. I I gave it to the U.S. government to hold. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, my name is Glenn Beck. Stu Bergeer is my executive producer. And joining me now is my best friend from all these many years, Pat Gray. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Mm. I'm so mm. excited to be here today. Are you? I am. I am. It was. Mm-hmm. It's. It's hard to know what to start with. It is. I mean, I did find her diary underneath a tree. And uh, and I started reading about me. But you found out it wasn't you. But then it wasn't me. In this case, it is him. Uh, so right. that's going to be interesting to follow. Well, they, nobody will cover it. Yeah, nobody will cover it. Nobody. Nobody will cover it. See, it's incredible. The, the work that Project Veritas does, and sometimes it's pretty staggering, pretty yeah. stunning oh, yeah. revelations if like they were this on one, the, if, and then no, nobody picks it up. Nobody picks it up. If, if Project Veritas were on the uh, left, they'd oh. won Pulitzer every year. Oh, yeah. Every year. No and question. They well, in this case though, they didn't even run the story. They didn't run the story, so it, they couldn't get credit for it. They I, now the accusation, and it's not a clear accusation by mainstream media, but the accusation is that before they turned it over to law enforcement, they leaked it to another conservative site that did publish. You mean it. like BuzzFeed? Oh no, wait, no, that's no. not conservative. So. No, <laughs> that would yeah. be totally okay if it was mm-hmm. if it was BuzzFeed. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now they don't specifically say that, but that's the tone of the reporting. Okay, but the um, why why is the FBI involved in finding a diary? Yeah. If your if your daughter's diary is missing, I don't think the FBI. I'm not, the, the FBI isn't even about anybody. Anybody that I know doesn't say. Did you call the FBI? My no. daughter loses her stuff all the time. Can I call yeah. the FBI yeah. to help yeah, find right. it? I mean, what's in there other than really damning stuff? Yeah, I mean, I guess the I guess in theory you could say right. It was right before an election, and mm-hmm. it was a you know someone trying to manipulate a federal election. Is that yeah. their justification for this? I mean, I don't I don't uh, see what the huh. I mean, well, it's a stretch, but I don't know now? what else what you could come now? up with. What is it now? I mean, <laughs> they're trying to affect oh. a federal election. Really, like <laughs> that hasn't that hasn't been done. I mean, that, that's the, I mean, the, you want to talk about the, the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, I'm not saying these are good arguments. I'm trying to come up with some justification as to how this could even be related to the FBI. I mean, like, you know, someone steals something, even if, again, that's not what they, we believe happened. It was, in theory, left behind in a room that she was in. And it does sort of confirm the existence of the diary. Of it sure does. Ashley Biden's diary, doesn't it? You're not oh, sending yeah. the FBI in if it hasn't. there's no validity to the story. Right. 
Now, it doesn't necessarily confirm the contents of it. No, of but, course not. No, but, but it you does know there's something lead you damning. to believe that those the, that content is probably accurate. Yeah, if it's filled with <laughs> recipes, I don't think the FBI is going after <laughs> No, the White House isn't going for anything. <laughs> I mean, Unless the recipes are delicious. Yeah, that's true. Could okay, be, that maybe true. they stole the colonel's secret recipe. So oh, here's, yeah, what, in there. here's oh, what Jonathan yeah. Turley said over the weekend. What was the context for the diary's loss? Did Ashley Biden leave her diary in a room or was it stolen? Two, what is the alleged federal crime and what is the precedent for a major federal investigation over the alleged theft of a diary? What precautions were taken by the Biden administration in light of the claimed media status of the targeted individuals? Why was there a delay in this action being taken if the alleged theft occurred a year ago? Has this been under investigation for a year? And did the White House request the intervention of the FBI? Listen to what he says. Regardless of how one feels about Project Veritas, there should be calls from media outlets for some answers on these basic questions. Likewise, Congress should be seeking answers as part of its oversight responsibility. Neither one of those will happen. Neither one of those will happen. This is a grand abuse of power. And it just mm-hmm. shows again where the FBI uh, stands. And this is this is them, so you know, going after journalists that didn't publish the story mm-hmm. and gave the diary, they say, to law enforcement. It also kind of gives you an idea, maybe, of why Ashley Biden is sort of the forgotten, the ignored, the hidden Biden. Nobody. He never talks about her. You ever hear about it? I no. couldn't have picked her out of a lineup before the no, story uh, broke. Uh, I, I, I have no idea what she looks like. Uh, and, I, and you never hear from her. You never hear him talk of her. It's always Bo and Hunter that he speaks of. Entries mm. in the diary include the author revealing she believes she was sexually molested as a mm. child and shared, quote, probably not appropriate showers with my dad. Some of the detail, uh, the author's uh, drug use, uh, the crumbling marriage with multiple affairs, along with entries showing the family fears of a potential scandal due to her brother's new home. And uh, those show a deep resentment for her father due to his money, control and emotional manipulation. Can you imagine mm, if, if that was, was Trump? Set, if they, I mean, God. that's what they say the Trump children were. Oh, these they, they're uh-huh. just in it for the money and they're just being manipulated and he's manipulating them and they're all manipulating everything. That's exactly what's going on here. And you have it in the writings of Hunter Biden. And mm-hmm. now we're not supposed to believe a diary that came out a year ago um, that the federal government is now breaking down doors in the middle of the night to gather anything about the diary. Wow. I mean, again, this is the failed state. Mm -hmm. This is the action of a failed state. This is a banana republic. Did you hear about flying the 70 planes into Florida in the middle of the night? I don't think so. Yeah. It was found out this weekend that Biden has been flying 70, 70 planes full of people from the border into Florida without any authorities in Florida being uh, let known that it was happening. They're just dumping these people into Florida. Wow. (laughs) I mean, 
Are they paying them the four hundred and fifty thousand dollars each as well? <laughs> I hope so. I do too. I hope they got a nice place. Can out we of play it. that again? If you if you happen to be watching us, uh, take a minute and really watch his face because it's worse when you see it than when you hear it. It is. Uh, yeah. This is a very unstable moment. Watch this. You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the number was what you had a problem. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. What that will be, I have no idea. That is a terrifying. Yeah, he clip. goes zero to homicidal in yes. one second. Yes, <laughs> it's disturbing. It's it really is. disturbing. Really I, disturbing. I don't know if he's off his medication or if there's a medication with that a side effect that yeah. makes you a little bit because that's what unstable. it seems like. Yeah, I it mean, does. it seems like either either you are not in control of your emotions or you're mm-hmm. on some medicine that does the same thing. Yeah. Makes you really irritable. How unsightly is that for the president of the United States to show that kind of anger, that uh, that kind of emotion, just for no apparent reason? Lost your child! Lost your child! Wow. And I, well, and I, I don't think it's because of no reason, right? He's pissed off he got caught. Yeah, it's not pissed off about the child true. being lost. That's yeah, not that's anger true. because he's upset. Oh, gosh, these, child, these children were lost. He's pissed off because he was... Im- he was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. He he came out and he tried to deny it, and then got caught. His own administration had to admit that they were that they were doing this, and now he's down to well, it wasn't four hundred fifty thousand; it was four forty nine five. Can, can, I, can, can I, I? It's a ridiculous. For a third explanation for this, yes, I think that they all buy into this crap. I think he absolutely mm. buys into all of this, and he sees. He, no one around him. He's not exposed to anyone in his life that is disagreeing with what they're saying, and so they're all sitting in a room, and nobody mm-hmm. says, "What about the kids that were separated for from uh, Obama, or the ones that you have separated now, or what about the reason they were separated was because." They couldn't prove that that was their parent or a relative. Yes. And so they were held until a relative could show up and the relative took them. But we did. We were trying to protect the child because it might have been a sex trafficker. trafficker. Okay. nobody is saying that to them. And so they're sitting in a room and they get more and more angry because everybody's pouring fuel on exactly the same fire. Nobody's there saying, well, wait a minute. Hold it just a second. That doesn't make any sense. They're all just saying, and they lost their child. Mm. There are people around him that know that's bull crap. Why deny it initially then? If, you, if, if you're, if you're, I think he thought he could get away with the number thing. I think you were right. <laughs> yeah, I think amazing. you were right. It's amazing. He just thought, because I mean, why hide it if you're that viscerally, you know, in favor of these Invested people getting paid this, because yeah. I think I think he just realizes the politics of it. Basically, I think he, he well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, Maybe I was going to say, I think he knows the situation that they're in, but I don't think so. I mean, look at what they've done in the last week. 
they had they had the election six days ago mm-hmm. and got their heads handed to them. And in mm-hmm. those days since then, they have passed the mandate. Uh, they have uh, full speed ahead, full speed ahead. They've done this. They've mm-hmm. uh, passed the not the reconciliation bill, but the infrastructure bill. They just passed it over the weekend. And they're going to pass the other one, too. Do you think so? I do. Yeah, I think they will. They can't. The House is out this week, but I'll bet you next week they're right back on it. Bet they do. If if I'm telling you, you should call your congressman and tell mm-hmm. them if they if they vote for any spending bill, infrastructure, anything, if they vote for any of these bills, you have a very long memory and you will work to overturn their seat and give it to somebody who will stand against this. I, I think this is a really dangerous place for the uh, 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 the republic to be in. And I no don't question. mean I don't mean violence. Mm-hmm. I just mean they have completely detached. You know, they, they have the the um, federal court put a stay on the mandate. I'll bet you they don't care. I bet you they just keep going. Yeah, that's my guess, too. I mean, what law restrains these people? It doesn't seem like there's a law that will restrain them. And uh, I think given, you know, $400,000 to people who came across our border, listen to what he just said. If you came over the border and you lost your child, you get a payout. A hundred thousand, two hundred and fifty. You know what two hundred and fifty thousand means to somebody who is living in poverty uh, in Mexico or Guatemala. Oh, changes their life. Changes their life. You're not going to file. Of course you are. You're not going to come for the lottery. You bet maybe you, are. you win. This is a nightmare. A nightmare. And think about it with the shoe on the other foot. Americans sneaking into Mexico or Guatemala and then demanding. Uh, a payment once you're caught and you've been inconvenienced at the border. Unbelievable. Now, now I want to be made a rich person. I want a million dollars for my family, which is the payout that you could get for per family. That's uh, it's it's unthinkable. It is. We are approaching uh, some sort of a line mm. where the American people are going to stand. I think uh, Republican, Independent, and some Democrat mm-hmm. are going to start standing up and going, "Nope, no more, no more." I mean, the Bubba effect is not mm-hmm. going to happen just in one community. I think the Bubba effect is going to happen uh, in in a lot of this country, a lot of this country where people will just stand up and say, I'm not going to comply. I won't do it. I won't do it. You're out of control. You're giving people who come across our border money and you're not mm-hmm. you're not helping any of us. You're putting me nope. out of business. No, thank you. I want no part of it. So I am trying to eat healthier, and I am. But the thing is, I don't like healthy food. I don't like any of it. You've heard of a fat suit, right? I mean, there's got to be. When are we getting a skinny suit? Something that will make me look skinny, because I just want treats all the time. I grew up in a bakery, for the love of Pete. The bad news is, no skinny suit is coming. You actually have to do the work, blah, blah, blah. That's why I am eating Built Bars. It satisfies my sweet tooth, but it's a protein bar, but not like, you know, that's like eating stuff at the bottom of my chalkboard, usually. This is 100% real chocolate. It's low-carb, low-sugar. If I'm eating a protein bar as a treat, come on, you gotta know it's good. And I am. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, the new flavors that are coming out all the 
time. They're fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off your order. Your mouth is going to water just looking at them. Trust me, BuiltBar.com, promo code BEC15. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. So as we told you last week, um, there were several states that took action against this mandate. It, the rule applies to just 84.2 million workers and uh, and uh, another 1.9 private sector, according to uh, OSHA. But we had Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina and Utah. The AGs got together and they uh, put together a, a legal brief and filed it against the Biden administration. And it won uh, over the weekend. There is a stay on this order. And Ken Paxton is here to tell us all about it. Hi, Ken. Good morning, Glenn. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much. Ken is the attorney general for the great state of Texas. Tell me what happened. So, as you said, it was a, it was a pretty well-organized deal. It's not just our, those five states you mentioned, but there are other states suing as well. We've obviously been talking about this since the day that Joe Biden uh, told us that he was going to do it. And it's odd that he told us he was going to do it because a few months earlier he said it would never happen. And the federal government did not have the authority to do it. He was right the Oh, shoot, you're breaking arguing up. Arguing that he doesn't, he doesn't have the right to do it. Okay. Um, and they know because the, the, there's just no, there's no place for this in the Constitution unless you start to twist the idea that OSHA has complete control over everything in the workforce, right? That's correct. And, and not only do they not have the authority, but the president doesn't have the constitutional authority to give them that authority. I don't, I'm not even sure Congress would have the authority to do that, but clearly... OSHA has not been given that authority by Congress. So they say they have control of everything in a workplace that makes people unsafe. I mean, OSHA's OSHA's, you know, directive is so broad that you could say that they have the uh, the legal authority. Couldn't you? I actually no. I think they, they've been given uh, authority over like substances, carcinogens, toxic materials, but they've never been given authority to deal with communicable diseases. That's the CDC. And even the CDC doesn't have the authority to mandate vaccines. As a matter of fact, this has happened in the past. That they were asked to implement at some point in our history a, a, a vaccine mandate, and they said it was better to do voluntary, not, not uh, mandatory. So we have the CDC also making a uh, ruling that, you know, you don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about paying, you know, for your... Um, uh, for your monthly rent uh, or your mortgages, and the Supreme—I think it was the Supreme Court, or was it a federal court—that said, uh, "No, you don't have the authority to do that." But the Biden administration is still doing it. Correct? Did we lose him? Oh, there you are, Ken. Are you there? Hey, yeah, yeah I'm here. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah and I, you're right about that. It was the Supreme Court that stopped that from staying in place another illegal implementation by by the Biden administration. So they they've just continued to do it. What gives you any feeling that they're going to listen to the I think it was the 5th Circuit Court this weekend that said this is 
federal overreach it is it it has grave constitutional consequences i think is what the judge said what makes you think they're going to stop well look i they if we get a ruling it's it's one thing for them to to not follow federal immigration law and not proactively do what they're doing but if we have a if we have a, a stay and ultimately a victory then I think Americans will just say, look, the court has ruled. The, the president can't force me. He never had the authority to force me. And now a court has ruled, a federal court has ruled that he doesn't have that authority. I think it'll, it'll give the, uh, the American people some security and some, some confidence that they can ignore this and not worry about it. We are increasingly looking like a failed banana republic. Um, we have an administration that is knowingly uh, twisting knobs and turning uh, levers right now. Uh, and they know they can't get things through Congress. So they're just doing things through like OSHA and the CDC. And they seem to be ignoring things. The FBI is off the rails. Uh, and, and it's just the states now that stand in the way. Are you convinced we have enough states and enough uh, uh, momentum to be able to stop to stop this? You know, I think you and I have talked about this before. I know we have. I, I, I see something really good happening among the states. It seemed like when Joe Biden was first elected, it was Texas and a few other states out fighting this. This mandate has motivated almost every Republican state. Uh, which half the country to do something about it to fight back, and that's really the key to our survival. It's got to be Texas and the rest of the country saying no. We're not going to put up with this because if we let it go, we really will be a banana republic. We really will have no control over our elected officials, and we'll have an out of control president who just dictates to us what what he wants us to do. Let me uh, change the <clears throat> let me change the subject just a just a bit. There's a couple of other stories that have come up, and and I'd just like your read on this. The FBI raided um, Project Veritas, the writers uh, of uh, some of the news that comes out of Pro- uh, Project Veritas. You can like them or hate them, but they are doing journalism. Uh, you may not like it, but that's what they're doing. Over a year ago, there was a uh, missing Biden diary from his uh, from his daughter. And in it, she claims that um, uh, she was um, a, a sexual assault victim from somebody in her family. She talks about having to take showers with her father. Then they go into the money stuff that sounds very much like Hunter, Hunter Biden. Project Veritas never printed these stories. Uh, it was leaked. Uh, to another outlet that did pro, uh, uh, did uh, do the stories, they instead turned that diary over to police because they couldn't verify that it was hers and they just wanted to get it to the hands of the police. The FBI, a year later, broke down the doors on Saturday morning of Project Veritas writers and were searching for anything related to that diary. Now, I don't know what federal crime someone is committing with a a diary even if i if i if i called you ken and said hey my daughter left her diary someplace and somebody took it are you going to get the state troopers out to look for my daughter's diary 
Absolutely not. This is uh, the Biden administration using law enforcement, the FBI included, to do their bidding, to do their political bidding. And, and it's creating a real lack of credibility with federal law enforcement when you see things just like this. So you see the FBI being used to investigate parents who dare to speak out at, at, a, at public school meetings. So this is and we certainly saw this during the, the Trump administration. But now the Biden administration is perfecting this and using law enforcement to punish people and to go after people that they don't agree with. And I think this is another example. I know Eric O'Keefe. He's, a, he's an amazing guy. He's done some amazing things. And what they're doing here is is, is very reminiscent of what would happen in Germany to you back in the 30s and what happened in, in Russia and China. It is terrifying. Are we are our states going to stand against it when it gets I mean, when you're breaking down the doors of writers over a diary um, that is in question, uh, I mean, the assault on the First Amendment and a free press is pretty obvious. Are our states going to stand? You know what? I sure hope so. We, we were standing up to the Biden administration now, but, you know, I think there's a lot of fear, even among Republicans. Like, if I stand up, they'll come after me. And that's the reality of, of where we are at now. So I think the truth is, if we don't stand up now, we will see our freedoms eroded. We'll see law enforcement used for political purposes more and more, which they're already doing. And look, if they're willing to investigate parents and they're willing to do things like this, we can't know where they'll stop. And so if we don't think, if we don't stop them now, if we don't speak out now, if all Americans don't speak out now, we're going to pay the price with more and more of this, and it's going to get worse. Can I ask you one more question? I don't know if you've been following the Rittenhouse uh, trial at all, um, but the prosecution, the prosecution brought a couple of people up. Uh, let's go to, uh, can we play SOT1 real quick for him? The media's response to Youngkin's victory no, 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 is no, literally... No, no. Not that, please. Sought one of Rittenhouse. When I turned around, Rosenbaum was right there in front of my face, yelling and screaming. And I would say, dude, back up. Just like, chill. I don't know what your problem is. And he goes, you know what? If I catch any of you guys alone tonight, I'm going to kill you. And he said that to you? Correct. Did he say that to the defendant as well? The defendant was there. So, yes. Another uh, person, play SOT3, please. Another person for the prosecution said this. I kind of caught up to them. Um, I was running a bit faster. And so uh, at the time, initially, I was probably 30 feet back when the first, when everybody first started running. But then by the time I arrived in the lot, I was 15 feet. And you continue to be behind Mr. Rosenbaum at the time that the defendant shot and killed him, correct? Um, I did alter my trajectory a little bit um, when I saw Mr. Rittenhouse turn around and saw Mr. Rosenbaum um, lunging for the front portion of the rifle. Lunging for the rifle. How did this case make this into a courtroom when that's the prosecution's witnesses? You know, again, it's shocking. The abuse right now with, with law enforcement, with the Department of Justice, with uh, just law enforcement in general but by the Biden administration and either other and other elected officials is scary. And it's scary. And even in my state where local officials use politics more than the law. So the rule of law is becoming a thing of the past. And that's why I think it's so critical that we cannot let anything pass, whether it's the FBI investigating parents or the FBI investigating 
Eric O'Keefe and Project Veritas, if we're not speaking out now, I'm telling you, I think it, it could be too late down the road. Thank you very much. Anything that the people can do to help uh, our AGs? I would say don't be afraid to speak out at work. Don't be afraid to speak out in your community. We all need to speak out now. It's not a time to be timid. Again, it'll be too late if we're not willing to stand up now. Thank you so much. Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of the great state of Texas. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. I want you to know, you might be getting up today and you might be thinking, what the hell have I done with my life? I, I mean, I, 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 I don't really have a future. I want you to feel better because I'm going to introduce you to Stephen Kent. Uh, he is a guy who has focused, I believe, his entire life on Star Wars. And um, I mean, knows it, knows everything about it, everything about it. And he has been able to eke out a career. Uh, a good one. A good one. Seems to be doing really well. A good one. But the American dream is alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really have. I mean, you've taken this and you've taken the Star Wars mythology and and um, all of the imagery, and you can so easily learn lessons from today and politics and everything else from Star Wars. Now you have a new book, How the Force Can Fix the World. Oh, yeah. We thought the, uh, it should be how the force could fix America. And then I went into one of those editorial meetings with your publisher and they're like, but what about the world? <laughs> I, I, guys, I think this is, uh, this is shooting a little bit too big right out of the gate. But yeah, you know, everything that we face, I think particularly like in the West and American society that we see breaking, whether it be sort of democratic norms, uh, enmity towards our neighbors, political polarization. These are trends happening all across okay, the world. Okay, so let's take... Um did you see the uh, did you see the woman? I think it was on CNN who said uh, these these women in Virginia, they're just disgusting and stupid. I'd like to know how can I connect with them? And I think by not saying the first part of that question uh, is probably the answer. Uh, yeah, something like that. I, I was actually looking at that this morning, and it's one of those case in points for. How when you watch a lot of Star Wars, you see a lot of weird connections that I think other people would not otherwise see. This woman, Amy Siskind, she said, I join others in being dismayed and disgusted by these women. She's talking about Virginia's, <laughs> Virginia voters. I don't know how to reach non-college educated white women. The women I can connect with and influence are college-educated white women. I'm open to suggestions, <laughs> she says. Uh, well, oh I, I'm glad. You know, the, the book, Chapter One, deals with Star Wars and the virtue of humility, which is this thing which I think is uh, hard to find in today's culture, whether mm -hmm. it be like Facebook serving us up exactly what we want to see all the time, Twitter echo chambers and us talking to only our own people. But then I was actually thinking, so what's the Star Wars analogy here? And it actually is Star Wars Episode One. The Phantom Menace, everyone's Ooh. favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well received. No, I mean, so there's this great story in there where the, the, the planet. Let has me been wait, invaded. wait. Let me. May I, may I guess? No, please. Okay. That woman should have never been created. 
Is that the lesson? That's the lesson I get from episode one. That, uh, ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, Is that it? That's the kind of enmity we're yeah, trying to, right. yeah. to wipe away okay, from our society. All right, okay. No, it's 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 all about the Gungans, right? So the Gungans, these incredibly annoying fish yes. hybrids that live on the planet of Naboo. How does Queen Amidala in that movie repel the Trade Federation who have invaded that planet in that movie? She doesn't go to the Gungans and say, I know y'all are, are fish. I know you're kind of disgusting and you smell bad, <laughs> but we've all been invaded by these droid armies. I really would like your help if you can find time from being uncivil scolds. That's not what she does. The woman takes a knee and says, we beg of your help. We respect you and the mutual greatness of our societies. We need you in this moment. That's not a direct quote. But wait, aren't didn't they give birth to Jar Jar Binks? They did. They mm. did. Someone who it's easy, Again. easy to hold contempt for. Again, the <laughs> one thing that you learn, don't make this episode. <laughs> the subtext of the movie matters a whole lot. There's this interesting line when she goes to the Gungans for help to get this thing in this moment. Boss Nass, the guy who heads up the Gungans, I'm not going to say it in Gungan speak, but in the King's English here, mm -hmm. he says, you so no thinking you greater than the Gungans? I like this. Maybe we can be friends. He only hated the Naboo and Queen Amidala because he thought the Naboo thought they were better than them. And that was why he was willing to let them die in that movie and be ruled by the droids until she expressed that, no, we don't think you're great. we're greater than you. We need your help. There's a lesson to be learned in that for all of us when how we are trying to relate to people who we want to join us in coalition and politics. Mm -hmm. It's all about contempt. Do you remember Anderson Cooper after the January 6th riot, you know, whatever you want to no. call it, uh, when he <laughs> mentioned that all the people involved in the Capitol storming event were going to be going back to Olive Garden and the Holiday Inn mm -hmm. with this sort of right. sneer, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, man, these normal people going to Olive Garden, the greatest restaurant in America <laughs> with a white tablecloth that normal people go to to feel like they're having a nice dinner with their families and feel good about themselves. I spent the majority of my 20s going to that restaurant yep. because I barely had any money in my bank account. And I wanted to take my daughter and my wife to a nice place where someone took our order and a white tablecloth meal. Olive Garden was that place. Yeah. yeah. I used to go to Olive Garden all the time <laughs> until I married an Italian. Right. Yeah. Now she I, won't I even still, let me look at I still ask to go every Father's Day because yeah. I want the infinite breadsticks. So yes. can I go back to something you said? What was that quote that you said in the King's English? Could you give that again? Yeah. I mean, so so Boss Nass says to them, you so no thinking you so greater than the Gungans. We so like this. Okay. Maybe we can be friends. So my my <laughs> question is. Did anyone think you would have a success in life? You memorized that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's got to be somebody in your life there's, that went, son, son. There's there's something wrong with me. Uh, I, remember, I remember when my I remember when I first started the Beltway Banthas podcast, which I you love. both of you have been yes, a guest yeah, on. Yeah, so no, you're, and it's great. It is really good. I'm giving you a hard time. You're complicit in what has happened to me. Yeah. Uh, but I remember I remember my dad uh, gave me a pat on the shoulder over dinner. He was like, "Son, don't let this become a distraction." <laughs> yep. five, yeah. five, five years five years later, it's all I do. Yeah. Uh, so here we are. But good, uh, good for you. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Uh, so, um, I I think of the one quote that I remember from I don't know episode one of the first three. Mm. Uh, this is the way a republic ends, or this is the way freedom dies, mm -hmm. something like that. With thunderous applause. Correct. I think of that all 
the time. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you look at and say? This is this is the Star Wars story happening right now. Yeah. So I mean, it has to be popular consent for things that take away your freedoms. I, I think. My sort of waking up moment as a political person was, of course, the post 9-11 era, the Patriot Act and, you know, the government being willing to just take everything that can get with the popular consent of the people who want to be safe. Mm -hmm. We all understand that. And we're all looking at the pandemic very much the same way. This is never going to end. They're going to take, take, take as long as there are people saying, please keep us safe. We never want to be in harm's way. Mm -hmm. That's real. And I love that line a lot. But one thing that I also go to is in episode two, Padme and Anakin are having their little date in the field on Naboo. It's an awful scene. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's horrible. It's really fast forwarded through that. It's yeah. really like one of the one of the worst acted scenes in the movie. But it's really important, and for this reason, Anakin and Padme are talking about politics and how it should work. And she says, what kind of system would you like? And Anakin says, I want a system where the politicians sit down and discuss what's in the best interest of the people, and then they do it. And she says, well, that's how we, what we already do, but the trouble is people don't agree. He says, well, they should be made to. Who's going to make them? You, not me, someone wise. Right there mm-hmm. is the totalitarian instinct that a lot of us have. A lot of us have little dormant totalitarian tendencies mm. that we say no to because we believe in liberty. We believe in it despite the things that we want to control. So can you tell me, and this is an honest question. I, I, by the way, that's a hundred times more than I took out of that scene. Just what it, you just said. I, yeah. I think it's, I I think it's the most important one. Yeah. Yeah. Great, I, I, I remember, I, yeah. once you said it, I remembered that too. I blocked it from my memory because <laughs> all of those are so bad. But um, <laughs> You know, it, it, this is an honest question. Yeah. How can the people who are writing and filming these damn things mm-hmm. not mm. understand the point? Because they always think it's about the other people out there who don't see the world they do. They're always looking at their movies and going, yeah, we love freedom, but those other people don't. We have a special knack for putting masks on people that we don't see the world the same as or who we don't agree with and cartoonizing their points of view. And in Star Wars, you see this in every single movie, bad guys wearing masks and then heroes who have the task of trying to see past them and know that there is a person under there, whether it be cute boy Kylo Ren or Darth Vader. Like it is the call of heroes to try to rise to the occasion on that, unmask people and treat them like people. So what I got from that is that Fauci is a Sith Lord. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. It is hard not Not to. Yeah, it is hard not to. And it's and it's kind of one of those things. It's just like when the guy is given sort of the, the mandate to rule, keep everybody safe. And you just see no inkling of of a possibility that this guy's going to let it go like it's going to be the the forever pandemic endemic and what does that mean for the public health establishment that they're always going to be around you saw what they did last year where they got rid of eviction moratoriums Mm -hmm. the cdc getting involved in housing it's incredibly egregious and we cannot just like sit back and applaud that they're going to do this nobody elected them to do anything like that they're giving away our freedoms step by step. Eventually, we're going to have to accept reasonable risk and get back to life. Uh, the name of the book is uh, How the Force Can Fix the World. Um, 
there is there is one thing that I've always appreciated from you is only one. <laughs> don't push me. Uh, no, uh, the the fact that you can take lessons from popular culture because Stu and I were talking about this earlier today. Everything is gone. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. podcasts and honestly talk radio and up to a point Fox News, this country would be over because there would be no opposition to any of it. There'd be no opposition in the mainstream. But we've lost our churches. We've lost our schools. We've lost many of our organizations. The Boy Scouts are doing, you know, there's a there's a uh, for equity and justice. There's now a patch for it. So we've lost everything. But there are a few stories that still teach truth. And Star Wars is one of them. It's four four generations of truth in that story. Just the longing for freedom and the tension between wanting order right. and then wanting to breathe free. That's what this story has always been. And it's something that I'm encouraged by because even when we know that like the left wing, right, meddles in popular culture, they meddle in Star Wars too, just like they meddle in everything. The message has still kind of always been the same, yeah. which is that if you give away too much, you're never going to live free. And there's going to be people who rise together to stop it. And I think some of the details, we get really too hung up on those. And Star Wars is this story that as everything that we share together starts to crumble around us. I'm not suggesting we replace the Bible, but <laughs> no. if you if you come at somebody yeah. with like Bible verses first thing, they're not going to be listening to you if they're if they're not a person of faith. Mm. But why don't you talk to them about the idea? I think this is a perfect script. I mean, this this teaches the scriptures just not in script. This is this is the message Yoda could be Jesus. I mean, <laughs> he could you know, be. in, in I many him. ways, he teaches exactly the same things. And that, that chapter I told you about with like humility and just taking a knee before someone that you need their help. Yeah. The whole chapter ties the Phantom Menace to Matthew 18. The idea that we need to be as children if we are to be true followers of Christ. And that requires us to be humble and know that we need help from others. The name of the book is How the Force Can Fix the World by Stephen Kent. It's available everywhere. Uh, we have Stephen Kent in uh, How the Force Can Fix the World. I'd love to have you back. You're, you're really a fascinating guy. Na, na, na.